welcome to a podcast for Redefined Sisters. We are a discipling community of women flourishing in faith and redefined by the gospel. Our deepest desire is to equip women to be deeply rooted in the word of God and live in community with one another. and welcome back to the Redefined Sisters podcast. My name is Jordan, and today we are joined again by Kay. Hi. And we are going to be doing a Bible study today. We are going to start doing a Bible study episode about once a month, hopefully, and it's going to correlate with our reading calendar. So today is Wednesday, and we've actually read through um, Genesis 30 and 31, and we are going to be talking about that, discussing it a little bit. If anything correlates with certain verses with another part of the Bible, we're going to go through that a little bit. And it's mainly just to sit and have a good conversation about it because there's so much information in just these two chapters alone. And Genesis itself, I feel like, is just like a whole book of information. There's just so much packed in there and you don't realize it until you start reading it. That is so true. Um, and it's kind of confusing because we're talking about two sisters that Jacob wants to marry one of them, Rachel, but he has to go to work for her father for seven years in order to get her as his wife. And that's the first part of it. That well, and then the dad you know, gives him the wrong sister. <laughs> So he That's works right. another That's seven right. years to get the correct sister. And this is actually like right where 30 starts to come in then. Um, Cause right. Leah is the sister that he married first. That's the sister he actually did not want to marry. And she's the one that starts producing him sons, which is the one thing mm-hmm. that you wanted back then. You wanted to have sons. You wanted to carry on like your family. Mm -hmm. And Rachel found out that she was barren. Mm -hmm. And also since this was just, it kind of ties into how we just had Mother's Day. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) This just ties into Mother's Day. So it kind of works out (laughs) to discuss like the infertility. And then um, with Leah having all of these sons, like just within a short time period also. Mm-hmm. Rachel's servant, Bella, conceived and bore Jacob a second son. So she had two sons by her servant. Well, that was mm-hmm. Rachel. She wasn't having any babies at that point. So she got Bella. I'm not sure if that's correct. Yeah, Nancy. that's how I pronounced it was Bella. Because it's not, you know, it, we always hear in our Bible studies, it's not that you can pronounce all those names. You just take a shot at it and hope you get it close to right. Yep. <laughs> if you join in on any of our Bible studies within our membership community, you'll understand we do our best. <laughs> mm-hmm. But some Wait, names maybe. are just a little bit harder to pronounce. Yeah. Um, Rachel found out she was barren and then she gave Jacob Billa, her servant, who was given to her by her father. Mm-hmm. And Jacob also married the servant. And then she ended up bearing him two sons. So at this point, they have two. I think this is when he at least had like five. Because mm-hmm. I believe right before 30 started, he had three with Leah. Mm-hmm. 
No, I'm sorry. Four, five, six. That was his sixth. <laughs> so I many children within a short time span. <laughs> there, yes. Um, okay, back over here in my notes, I wrote down. Leah stopped having children, so she gave her ser servant Zilpah, and she bore Jacob a son. So that makes a total of seven so far. Then the next one was a son, and it was eight. So then Jacob slept with Leah and bore him a fifth. Yeah, yeah. not including the servants. That was Leah personally, her fifth child. And then right. she conceived again right afterwards, and then they had a sixth son. Right. And then yeah, later believe, she had a queen. Yeah, after that she had um her daughter. Right. So that seven that children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Leah herself bore seven children. And then we have Billa, who bore two sons. Zilpha bore two sons. And then um, in verse 22, then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. She called his name Joseph saying, may the Lord add to me another son. So his name was Joseph. We're talking a man, about a man named Jacob and he has a lot of brothers. So most of us who were in like VBS Sunday school, like we know about like Joseph and like his, his coat, like the rainbow coat. That's right. mainly how mm -hmm. I remembered him as a child. And yeah. um, that's what eventually the story will lead into as time goes on. So he kept her barren all of those years and God remembered her and gave her that opportunity to bear a son. Mm-hmm. To her husband. Is there anything that sticks out particularly to you, like within those passages? Mainly, I was just trying to keep them straight as how many sons were born and who was having them. As I was reading, it was writing down, like that the, at the beginning, Rachel wasn't bearing her husband, Jacob, any children. So she gave him her servant, Billa, to sleep with her so she could build a family through her. She was jealous of her sister Leah. Bore, she had born she had bore Jacob four sons already. So the thing about it is in the very total in the end of it all they end up with the twelve sons, correct? And each Yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> each one of them have six in their line, you know, each one of them have six. But altogether it, it becomes twelve. And that may be, I'm not sure, but, it, you know, I haven't read, I didn't get to read in my notes as much as I wanted to, but, the, you know, there's 12 tribes, the 12 tribes, 12 is an important number because there's the 12 tribes and later on we'll probably get into that a little bit more. Yeah, 12 is definitely a more significant number. Mm-hmm, it most definitely. So a good portion of 30 discusses the children um, who mm -hmm. bore what child? Um, because in Genesis, there is a lot of lineage. Lineage is very important to know because it all trickles down the little family tree to eventually where we get mm -hmm. to Jesus. So it's very important to remember all of this. It is very hard to remember it, but it is something to keep in mind that a lot of it is lineage in the beginning, but it's just something good to know. Mm-hmm. 
So after Rachel bore Joseph, Jacob went to Rachel and Leah's father. And Mm -hmm. he wanted to leave. He wanted to take everybody and leave. Mm -hmm. And the father, um, Laban, was trying to kind of discuss a wage with him. Like he was just trying to say, like, what can what can I give you? What am I allowed to give you? And Mm -hmm. Jacob did not want anything. Um, He said, if you will do this for me, I will again pasture your flock and keep it. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep and every black lamb and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and they shall be my wages. Laban removed the male goats that were striped and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had white on it, and every lamb that was black. Mm-hmm. Even this was a little bit hard to keep up with. Yeah, it speckled. really was, because I'm just like, I read it like three times, and I'm like, wait, who's getting the speckled animals? I, I know. I read it probably three times, too, and I still I hesitate, because... You know, they wanted the perfect ones. They wanted the white ones. If I'm right, if I'm not not right on that, let me know. But they didn't want the speckled ones, and they didn't want the striped ones. So that's why I said it's a lot, and it 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 really is a whole lot to uh, straighten out in your in your mind, and to get it all right. It really is because there's there's a lot that goes into it, and also he told Laban that. Laban, Laban, I'm so sorry. Once again, with the main things, we do our best. Um, Yes, we do. So with him also, he said that whatever animals that were born, that like the black sheep, if there was a black lamb that was born, or if there was another spotted or speckled animal, he would send it his way Mm -hmm. as payment. And he set a distance of three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob pastured the rest of the flock. So Mm -hmm. Jacob got like all of the pure white animals, Mm -hmm. which could be something of like recognition or significance to Mm -hmm. things that will be going on later. Yeah. But what was interesting too was Jacob left and took his wives and his, his animals and all the people that worked for him and you know so Jacob was like trying to get away from from Laban Laban and then um Jacob said Laban said to Jacob what have you done you've deceived me and you've carried off my daughters like captives in war why did you run off secretly and deceive me why didn't you tell me so I could send you away with joy and singing to the music of timbrels and harps you didn't even let me kiss my grandchildren or my daughters goodbye. You have done a foolish thing. And that sounds like something, you know, we would hear in in this time on our, you know, not in Bible times as much as even this time. It's like, hey, wait a minute. You left and I didn't get to hug your neck or tell you bye. Right. Why did you do that? You took them, all of them. Yeah. And Jacob, so he went to the field and called Rachel and Leah to where the flock was. And he got angry because... A lot of the flock was a lot of the, I'm guessing like the babies and the ones that were maturing, they were becoming speckled. Mm -hmm. So they had the markings on them. And so a lot of his flock was starting to die out. 
basically. They were getting older. They weren't producing like the the more livestock that he needed. And he believes that their father cheated him out of wages mm-hmm. because of that. And he got angry. And they the girls also got concerned because they wanted to know if there was any inheritance left for them because basically they were broke. They had like no money at this point. Mm-hmm. Kind of like leaving was a bad idea. Yeah. They said that for he has sold us and he had indeed devoured our money. All the wealth that God has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. Now then, whatever God has said to you, please do. And so he set his sons and his wives on camels and he drove away all his livestock and property. And Rachel stole, um, it says, her father's household gods. Right. I found that really like, oh, okay. wait a minute. Me too. I'm just like. We have idols in the house. Right. So I'm like, okay. So she stole the household gods and mm-hmm. and Rachel went in there and stole them. But here's the thing. Jacob did not know that Rachel went in there and stole. That's right. He didn't and it's going to get and it's going to come back soon <laughs> because. God also came to their father and said, be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. And like you said, um, when he said to Jacob, like, what have you done? And you've tricked me and driven away my daughters and my grandchildren. Like it, it goes into that full in-depth conversation. And there's so much that goes into it. I know. So Rachel took the household gods and put them in a camel saddle and sat on them. So that way her father would not find them. He said, he even asked Jacob at the end of the paragraph that Kay mentioned just a bit ago. It says, and now you have gone away because you have longed greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? He knew someone stole them. He thought it was Jacob. It was Rachel. Jacob answered and thought to Laban, because I was afraid for I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force. Anyone with whom you find your gods shall not live. And Mm -hmm. the presence of your kinsmen pointed out that I have is yours and take it. Now, Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. And so he searched. And I don't believe that he did find them. No, because she had put him in her saddle. And yeah, she put him in them. her saddle on her camel, and then she sat on them. She was sitting on them. That had to be uncomfortable. <laughs> so what did um, you think of the covenant that Laban and Jacob made between each other? Because um, during... 43 on the discuss a covenant between the two of them that they are making right well Laban answered Jacob and he says the women are my daughters the children are my children and the flocks are my flocks okay so um yet what can I do today about these daughters of mine or who or about the children they have born Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I, and let it serve as a witness between us. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. Pillar. He said to his relatives, gather some stones. So they took stones and piled them in a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it 
Jagger, Sarhadatha, and Jacob called it Galead. Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me today. That is why it was called Galead. It was also called Mizpah because he said, may the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. If you mistreat my daughters or if you take any wives besides my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember that God is a witness between you and me. So I love the fact that he mentioned, do not take any wives besides my daughters. And God is serving as a witness and watching. To me, that's like one of the key verses of that. I'm like, that you part. go, dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't you, you tell her because him. No more wives. <laughs> well, two per son. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> two for one man. And yeah, that's started. a lot of mouths to feed. Yes, it is. He awoke in the morning and kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. And then he went and returned home. Right. That's what my Bible says, too. So there, and there then is after that, it goes into um, when Jacob starts fearing issue more mm -hmm. and then Jacob wrestles with God. That can be even Bible study for a different time because that'll mm -hmm. be a fun one to get into. That has it does have a lot in it, but mm -hmm. it really kind of just opens your eyes to certain things, especially with the story between issue and Jacob. Mm hmm. That's definitely because that's um that's something that I was just taking notes over, and there is a lot between those two brothers. Oh yes, well, hold on. Yes, but lots of tea between the brothers. Mm -hmm. I've heard that stories long time off and on. Yeah, there's. And we dove into it a little bit um, when we, I believe we were doing one of our first studies. Mm -hmm. Like we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I went through and like really dug into the chapter. And um, for anyone that wants a good like commentary for the Bible, the Blue Letter Bible is fantastic. I have that app. I use it a lot when I'm trying to dig within certain verses because there's some things you don't really understand maybe what it means or what this paragraph means. They kind of break it down a little bit and it makes it a lot easier to understand because there are a lot of things within the Bible that are kind of hard to understand sometimes. That's why I have my NIV study Bible and I go down and read those notes. Usually after I have tried to read through the chapter, I'm trying to read. Then I go back again and mm -hmm. I read through those notes. And then I start jotting down things that I didn't have any idea about and that I really wasn't even catching, you know. Um, so whatever kind that you can use that helps you to understand and what does it really mean, that's what you need to do. I mean, you can even get New King James Version with the study guide you know yep. i mean it's there's the so many me. bibles and even most bibles they'll have like the little numbers mm -hmm. like on certain words or something or within a certain verse and it will tell you down at the bottom of the page usually if it's correlated with another verse um like when emily and i did the gospel series 
a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, a lot of the things that I've read were my part was within Matthew and Mark. So I just sit mm-hmm. and work on that. And mm-hmm. both of those were just making certain verses were very much back and forth because they're very mirrored, but mm-hmm. it gives different perspectives, like I've said previously. Mm-hmm. But Genesis is a lot to take in. And with us as a group, like reading the Bible just straight through, it's going to be a lot to take in. So mm-hmm. I personally, I'm just giving my opinions on certain things that I find that works best because as a mom of three and in the middle of trying to pack up certain things and get my house ready for sale, like I'm busy. I'm a very busy mom. And I, have a I have one of our notebooks from our merch store which is in our link tree in the description box I use that to write down whether I'm planning out a podcast episode if I have specific work things I need to get done that day or if I need to take specific notes for my bible when it doesn't fit into my bible I also love sticky notes those are great very versatile, mm-hmm. easy to replace. They don't tear your pages, which is really mm-hmm. big. And, also, I use those today. <laughs> and um, I highlight. I like to highlight a lot. I feel like it just bring. I like bringing color into my Bible pages also. I find it, that it makes it very eye-appealing, very pretty. I did mm-hmm. that all with my Psalms. And when we read through Psalms, I did that. I like colored every single little paragraph a different color. It just made it very rainbowy and pretty. It just looks nice, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I have that and, from in my own study Bible from way back. Yep. You, you know, pink marker, and then I'll have a turquoise color. And I'm like, oh, I just have, you know, yellow. I, I have that too in mine. Yeah, so. I have. Actually, Emily got me the highlighter set that I have. Um, I got, she got it for me from Daily Grace on my birthday last year. And I use them all the time. They are fantastic. They're made specifically for Bibles. And Mm -hmm. I can also link those because sometimes having certain items that you know that you're going to use is very helpful when you want to Mm -hmm. read the Bible. And of course, the Blue Letter Bible. I also like to use either the She Reads Truth online. Bible also if I want a different translation because mm-hmm. I believe that one is CSB or I'll go on the Version Bible app and change the form and I'll read a different translation off of that because it's mm-hmm. amazing to compare and contrast the different translations it is it really is and we should do that you know oh absolutely because mm-hmm. sometimes there could be stuff missing from one um that the other doesn't have like it could be words not specifically verses because I was reading a thing also that was talking about certain verses being left out of the bible in specific translations I actually found out the reasoning for that because those were not in the original transcripts they were added later Mm -hmm. on so they removed them to stick better to the original transcripts and then people got mad (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're and like, that's also not good. Used... You can't do that. And I'm like, no, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> and then I've also had people say, well, no, you know, NIV is not, it doesn't go along with the King 
New King James Version. Well, New King James Version wasn't the correct way because that wasn't the first translation. (laughs) You know, so then I start reading them verse for verse, and I'm like, but wait, they are the same. Exactly. (laughs) There's there's many different guides online, not even guides. There's just even photos. All you have to do is just Google Bible translations, Mm -hmm. and it'll give you a range of, like, these these translations are based off of the original transcripts, like word for word, like as mm-hmm. to what our language is today, basically. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that are like, they're not word for word, but the idea still gets across. But the the text is just slightly, it's different, but it still flows how the Bible is supposed to flow. Like there's different ways to have a Bible and study a Bible, whatever translation you personally choose is absolutely okay. If you're reading your Bible, you're digging into the word of God. That is all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My pastor said he likes to go to the Bible bookstore and sit down and have different book, you know, different Bibles mm-hmm. and the ones that he thinks that ex- he can understand the best, you know, that usually is one that he'll pick. And then the next year he'll go and pick another one to read through. So he's reading through the Bible every year, but he sometimes chooses different, te- you know, different. Versions. And that's okay. Cause that's what, um, I'm not sure what translation my husband has started reading. Like it's a men's Bible study podcast mm-hmm. that he started listening to. And he, mm-hmm. my husband also has an NIV study and he enjoys mm-hmm. that. He likes his NIV study. Mm-hmm. I have an ESV. And mm-hmm. the next one I want to get is the CSB because I want to get the She Reads, the She Reads Truth Bible. And there's so many just different ways and translations. And whatever you personally choose is okay. Find what works for you to help you study. Because that is just the biggest thing is what's going to help you study if highlighters help you study because it'll point out certain verses because you don't want to specifically like draw a line and pen inside your Bible. That's okay. I personally mm-hmm. take a lot of notes in my Bible. I fill up my columns to the max and then I have to add like six sticky notes per page sometimes. Kay's, <laughs> Kay has seen my Bible in photos before, before getting ready for Bible study or for when I go live. It can get a little messy, but it works. It helps me do my job. And back before I started getting Bible studies, which was about 20 years ago, and I didn't really know you could write in your Bible. To me, that was just like terrible. That, you know, that's you know, the thing. It I'm, used to be really frowned upon. Right. I mean, so I was like, oh, you mean I can underline this? And so one of my Bible study teachers, she got us map pencils, map color pencils, and she said, use those in your Bible when you want to underline things. And, you know, you'll you'll see those. And so that was a good ideal, but that is before. I mean, I thought. And now they make highlighters specifically for your Bible pages. Uh And it's it's awesome. We've come such a long way with figuring out like what we can and cannot do. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, but ladies, thank you so much for joining us for discussing and kind of breaking down certain things with Genesis chapters 30 and 31. If parts were confusing, please reach out to us. 
You can email us at hello at redefinedsisters.com. We would love to discuss that with you more. You can also find us on our Facebook group or Instagram. But we love you, and we will see you next time. Bye, ladies. Bye. Hi, ladies. My name is Emily, and I am the founder of Redefined Sisters. And I just want to share with you something very exciting that we're doing. We are reading through the Bible in a year or two and a year and a half, depending on how long it takes us. And I also encourage you to prayerfully consider being a part of our membership community. This is where you're going to find just the encouragement. And honestly, some days the accountability and motivation to keep going, keep reading your Bible. Sometimes we wake up tired. The kids are loud. There's a lot of responsibilities at work or you're traveling this summer. So I recommend having some other resources like an audio Bible where you can read through scripture with us. If the two to one chapters that we're reading a day, um, you're just not able to get that in that particular day or week. I really, really highly recommend the Dwell Bible app. Um, it's one of my favorite apps to listen to the Bible. So there's different music that you can select, different voices. Um, some is more dramatic than others. So it's just a great way to read through scripture. You can go to www.facebook.com slash group slash Redefine Sisters and get plugged in and connected with other women. Secondly, we're going to have giveaways from our store. And this is going to be very, very exciting. We will have downloadable monthly calendars for you. And as you read through scripture, I just want you to keep forming themes in your mind, creation, fall, redemption, and consummation. So let me encourage you in scripture. So in, in the account of the fall in chapter three of Genesis, so the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, where are you? And then in chapter four, verse nine, where is your brother Abel? This is what the Lord said to Cain. So two brothers, Cain and Abel, Abel brings a sacrifice that is pleasing to the Lord. And the Lord is um, greatly, greatly pleased in the sacrifice that Abel brings to offer the Lord. But the Lord is not pleased with what Cain offers. And this is true in our own lives, ladies, but in chapter four, verse seven, if you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. And so as we see, Cain kills his brother Abel. We come to chapter five and we see the next son born to Adam and Eve is Seth. Through the lineage of Seth, the godly seed of Seth, Noah is born. In chapter 6, we see in verse 8 that Noah found favor with the Lord. He was a righteous man. He walked with God and he was blameless. And so, ladies, throughout scripture, we see just this contrast of righteousness and unrighteousness. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to be righteous women who love you and fear you. And that is my prayer for you, ladies, that when you walk with the Lord, it won't always be easy. There'll be bumps, there'll be valleys and hills, there'll be mountaintop experiences. There's also some very difficult terrain to walk through. 
And I just pray that we can look to the Lord, we can seek his leadership, his guidance, as he lovingly takes us by the hand, um, as he's working these things out in our life for our eternal purposes and for his ultimate good. And glory, ladies. He loves you. He is working good in your life, believe it or not, but it's for eternal purposes. And so we invite you to read through scripture with us. And I want to pray for us, but real quickly, we have kind of an announcement of what's coming that we're going to roll out in the fall. We're going to have, we're going to be transitioning to just having an exclusive membership. We're going to keep everyone in the same community because we know that not everyone will um, be a part of this membership community. We're going to offer it for $5 and you'll get um, unlimited access to all our resources. You'll get discounts from our store. You'll get Starbucks goodies. You will um, get weekly, probably not weekly, but bi-weekly, hopefully, uh, emails from me. Um, just walking through different, different updates and things that are going on in our community. So you'll be able to hear this first and foremost. I wanted to let you know about that, but let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for my sister today. No matter what she is walking through, Lord, you are working good in her life. You are um, breaking up the, the soil, um, the soil that is not of you, the thorns. Um, and you are cultivating just a beautiful garden. Um, and I just pray, Lord, that you would help her to flourish in you, that you would help her to bear godly fruit for you. And that no matter what her past has been, no matter what entangles her today, that you would remind her of the gospel, that Jesus came and died for her. He bled for her so that she could have um, eternal life with you, so she can have a relationship with you. We thank you for all these things. We thank you for what you do and for your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. To continue the conversation with us, join our free membership community at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Redefined Sisters, or you can email us at redefinedsisters at gmail.com. We cannot wait to connect with you.